Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Stand to your feet, let's pray. Hallelujah. I can see you are all papalas from the convention. So let's sing a few songs and then we'll go home, all right? Just, just one or two songs and then we'll go home. Lift your hands to Jesus and just thank him for another opportunity in his presence. Ask him to speak to you in the very short time that we have. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him to speak to you. Ask, ask him to speak to you. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him to speak to you. Father, thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. Omnisciano, you're the God of awesome wonders. I've tasted of your power. you have shown me so much mercy, much more than I deserve. Years of her, the wonders of your grace. Creations are in all of you, and we joy to give you praise. 
You have shown us much mercy, more than we deserve. Thank you for your visitation in these past days. Thank you for what has been deposited in the church. Thank you that as we go forward, only great things will happen to us. We give you praise. We give you glory. Tonight, in the short time that we have, speak to us in the name of Jesus. Move us one step forward in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. I can see that everybody is blessed. Yeah, everybody is blessed. You know, so... Tonight we just have a refreshing time and then we will go home. Amen. Amen. So let's get into it. We'll go home early and then we'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. But I want to say a big thank you to all of you for helping out with the convention. Coming, bringing people, helping, dancing and all the things that you did. God bless you. I want to believe that in our next convention, which I believe will be in the first week of November Um, most likely with Bishop Hamish Odoi you will be around and you will help and you will push, Amen. amen also I want to announce that starting from next Tuesday we start a special program called Star of the Night Um, it will also it will be a very nice time I'm sure it will run for six Tuesdays and then so season one of star of the night you'll be one of the stars of the night hallelujah also um, the prophet Kakrobadin left yesterday he had a great time he was excited he kept saying it He's preaching tonight in our church in Randbeck before he heads to Ghana. All right. Our very own Bishop Larry also left this morning for Madagascar. Currently, he's waiting in Nairobi, Kenya to board two, um, what do you call it, Antananarivo, where he is based. Amen. Whilst I'm talking about this, I think it's just important to mention that when you address Bishop Larry, we need to address him as Bishop Larry. 
we can't address him as bishop. Anytime you say bishop, you are referring to the bishop of the church. Do you get it? But when you are referring to Bishop Larry, you say Bishop Larry. Alright. There's a reason for this. One of it is that we, 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 we are trying to make it clear that the church has only one bishop who is the bishop. Okay. Or else it now puts pressure on him to create a distinction. That is what now leads to now you become an archbishop so that there's a clear difference. Do you, do you understand? So anytime you address any bishop, you address the bishop by their name. So Bishop Paul, Bishop David, Bishop Larry. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then when you say bishop, we are all talking about the bishop and founder of the church, Doug Heward Mills. All right? I'm sure you all understand. Put your hands together for your pastor. There. Well, Proverbs chapter number four, I think that's our main scripture. Verse 23. There's a sound behind me. I don't, I'm not happy with it. Verse 23. The Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence, out of it are the issues of life. Amen. Matthew twelve thirty five. the Bible says, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, likewise an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth evil things. So I've established to you that we are talking about how to develop your heart or developing your heart, something like that, is not so. And we've talked about many types of hearts and how to develop them. Okay. Tonight, um, tonight we begin to look at types of hearts. Okay. Um, it's not the last installment, I want to believe so. Um, but We've talked about other, even as we've been going through, we've talked about other types of hearts. We've talked about uh, a bitter heart, a broken heart, all these things. We have mentioned them. Okay. So tonight I want to mention a few and then we'll close. Maybe we'll just look at two or three of them and then we go home. Amen. So let's get into it. But the Bible, I want to establish why I'm talking about the types of hearts so that we are all on the same page. The Bible says that a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. So, it means a good man who is bringing forth good things, or to bring forth good things, is dependent on having a good heart. Do you get it? And then to bring forth evil things, you must have a certain type of evil heart. Your heart must be filled with an evil treasure. Do you get it? So, one look at certain types of hearts that... We shouldn't have. Okay? Then when we get the chance, we look at certain types of heart also we must have. Now, I'm, st- I'm staying with the types that we have not mentioned so far. Because if we have mentioned it, you would see that you need it or you don't need it. I mean, we talked about a merry heart. You see that you need a merry heart. 
And we talked about a bitter heart. Also, you see that you don't have to have a bitter heart. So, I don't want to go through all that. So, let's start from somewhere. So, number one, the first one I want to talk about is a stony heart. A stony heart. Ezekiel 36, reading from verse 26, the Bible says that I will give you a new heart. Is that not so? And I will put a new spirit within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will put in a heart of flesh. So here Ezekiel immediately introduces us to a type of heart. Which he calls a stony heart. Alright? In verse 27 he explains why he needs to take out the stony heart. And that that verse explains to us what a stony heart is. Okay. Now he says that, and I will put my spirit also in you, that you will be able to keep my statutes and walk in, know my commandments and do them. So immediately you see that a stony heart is a type of heart that is in rebellion against God and God's commandments. Doesn't keep God's instructions. Doesn't do the things that God asks the person to do. It's a heart that is characterized with stubbornness. After convention preaching. It's, it's, that's why we talk only three. Then we go home. We finish. So that we are still basking in the omnipotent, omniscient. Then we are happy. Oh, what's the other song? Uh-huh. So that when you go, you are still singing. So just pray quickly. All right. <laughs> A heart that is stubborn in rebellion against God's will and God's instructions is called a stony heart. That heart is hard, callous. Anything the person sees in the Bible, that is what the person decides not to do. Even if the person was doing it before, as soon as they see it in the Bible, they dis- this, is u- this heart usually is in unbelievers. It's like they, they are on a crusade or a war to disprove the Bible. How many of you have seen people like that before? Yeah, it's like, the, look, the thing has nothing to do with them. As soon as they see it in the Bible or somebody says, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on platforms that is for my... The high school that I went to. Look, there are some people, they are masters. As soon as you put a, maybe even a devotion or a verse, they start to fight it. It has nothing to do with them. It doesn't affect them in any way. It doesn't disturb their lives. It, now, I'm preaching for a very short time, so don't let anybody take you out. So, I'm going to listen to the second half. We are in the second half. 
we are about to go into time added on. Do you see it? <laughs> so listen now and take care of your baby later. It's like as soon as they hear it, no, they start to fight it. Stubborn. You can't convince them, no matter how much you talk to them. No ma- and, and the thing looks so clear, so obvious. It's so clear that even a blind man can see it. Yet, they will come up with a new argument against it. You are dealing with somebody with a stony heart. The heart has no feelings. It simply has no feelings. It's stony. It's like a stone. When we were young, there was a movie called Romancing the Stone. It has no feelings. Imagine you have a beloved or a wife who has no feelings. Stony. And you are trying to romance her. Stony, hard, callous. Yes, sometimes when people marry for a long time, they become like that, feelingless. You touch, you see that it's a stone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stone, hard stone. Meanwhile, when you were an unbeliever and you were fooling around, even when a shadow passes on you, hey, Sissy, you are in a hurry. Hey, I mean, the brother is just passing by you, and then by mistake, his finger just grazes, I mean, grazes off. Your shoulder. Sometimes even your knee. As hard as your knee. Your knee. This one. This one. As hard as the knee is. It means. Like. Hey. Sissy. Wow. Wow. You look at it. And say. Wow. 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 But after some time, you see that she has become a stone. Clap for me. Let me. I didn't say clap for me. I didn't say that. I don't know why you are clapping. I didn't say that. No, no, no. We said that's why you shouldn't sit at the back. Somebody said rock of ages. Then I said clap for me. Let me hide myself in thee. It's a song. I don't know. But okay, clap for me. Clap for me. Okay, clap for me. <laughs> because I was surprised. <laughs> I thought we all went to Sunday school. You can have a church that is as hard as a stone. You know, this trip when Bishop came, he told when Bishop Larry came, he told me that. I am the one who has made him understand that a church has a spirit. Yeah. We're driving from the airport. He had not even come to see the church. We're driving from the airport. He said, you have made me understand that a church can have a spirit. So when they say the spirit of the church, I never thought a church. I just thought a church this, that, that, but... You have made me realize that a church has a spirit. So when they say, now when they say the spirit of the church, now I understand. 
I was in Ghana just two weeks ago, I mean, different people. They said, we can see the joy in the church, in the pictures. I mean, you look at the picture, the picture can tell you that the, joy, the church is a fleshy church. It has feelings. It can be stimulated. It can be moved. Yeah. I have preached at places you would see that you are preaching to rocks. Yeah, rocks. Hardened. I tell you, not even sedimentary that when the sun shines, it cracks. Ignos rocks. Hard rocks. Ignos. Sure. May you be somebody whose heart is flesh. That there's blood. You see, a, a stony heart has no life in it. Stones don't have life. It's flesh. You see, blood moves in it. The presence of blood is the sign of life. Because the Bible says the life is in the blood. Do you get it? So you see, I put a, a, a heart of flesh. It's soft. It can be tanned. It can be guided. When you read the Bible, the Bible can direct you. It can help you. It can lead you. But when you have a stony heart, oh God. Sometimes a husband, a heart is stony. If, look, how do you know when the husband's heart is stony? Even the children are afraid of him. Yeah. All the children are, when he comes to sit down, then the children disappear. My sound is also, it's on the edge. So if I go up a little bit, I'll go off. The children all ran away. I knew a man like that. When he turns into his street, all the children of the area, not even his children alone, the children of the area, when you are in his house, behind his house is a house with a wild dog. You are, you are ready to take a chance with the wild dog than to take, take a chance with him. All the children, hard, he ran away. May you have a heart of flesh. Number two. I told you only three we are closing. So. Number two. A lifted up heart. Or a proud heart. A lifted up heart. Or a proud heart. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, God is setting things in place and blessing them. And he said to them in verse 13, he says, and when thy heads and thy flock multiply, and thy silver and thy gold be multiplied, and all that thou hast be multiplied, then shall thy heart be lifted up in thee, and thou shalt forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the land. A proud heart is the type of heart that forgets God. Forgets God. A heart that is lifted up. Forget about God. Forget how you got to where you got to. The first thing you forget is God. The second thing you forget is how you got to where you got to. 
when your heart is lifted up. And you have people like that. A little success. Because here he says, this is what he was telling me what is going to happen. Your flock and your head, they will multiply. You will become blessed. My prayer is that when we are blessed, we won't forget God. We won't forget our beginnings. We won't forget Bishop Larry. We won't forget where we came from. Say so your silver and gold also be multiplied. Everything that you have will be multiplied. But unfortunately, excluding your husband and your wife, unfortunately, what happens next is that there's a lifting of the heart. The heart becomes lifted up. And in my short time, I've seen different people with their hearts lifted up. Sometimes you forget how you got to where you are. Yeah, you forget it. You forget that we did A, B, C, D for you to get to where you are. And suddenly you say, oh, I have arrived. Now that I've married, Prince, this quarter that we are talking about is not at my level. No, you forgot that you were singing in the choir. Then, as you were singing the song, Omnipo, why is that song going on? Omni something. Then the boy said, Wow! I see something in the choir. And I asked the Spirit of the Lord, What is this? <laughs> oh no, I believe that a lot of anointings have fallen in this church. Look, the first day I saw prophet preach, he came to preach in my church. As he was preaching, I looked at him and said, one day I'll preach like this guy. Yeah, one day I'll preach like this guy. And we are living it. It's just that not all dollar bills are the same. A hundred dollar bill is called a Benjamin. And a five dollar bill is called a quid. If he's a Benjamin, I'm a quid. <laughs> no, I wrote, I wrote a letter to him. I wrote a letter to him. As before, I, before we left him, I wrote a letter, and I wrote in the, in the letter. I, this day I'm telling I wrote it in the letter. And I said, of course, not all dollar bills are the same. And I told him when we were sitting here before, then I wrote it also to him. I said, there's a, there's a, there's a dollar note called the Benjamin. Do you get it? Because that's Benjamin Franklin on it. Then there's a dollar note called the quit. If you are the Benjamin, I am the quit. <laughs> but a dollar is a dollar. That's all. So I believe all of you have desired the grace to come upon your life. The grace will come upon your life. Now it's up to you to develop the capacity for it. Yeah. Up to you. Yeah. Because what you have now is desire. And desire is a good thing because Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you have them and you will have them. So your desire is important. Lazarus, Bible says he was lying at the king's table, the rich man's table, desiring to be fed from the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And that's all he had. His desire was for the crowns, and he got it. So what you desire, you will get it. But now you have to de- 
develop the capacity. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good thing. So whatever you desire, you will get it. Amen. Good. Back to what we were saying. What were you saying? A lifted up heart. Sometimes you see they are forgotten. Small car you bought. Then your heart is lifted up. In Second Chronicles chapter 26, the Bible is talking about a guy. Verse 1, it says, And all the people took Uzziah, took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king. All the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 60 years old, and made him king in the room of his father. And he built Eloth and restored it to Judah. As the king slept with his fathers. Now, this boy was 16 years old. Even verse 3 says that. And Uzziah was 16 years old when he reigned. And he reigned for 52 years. And his mother's name was Jecolia from Jerusalem. Verse 4 it says. And he did all the things that pleased the Lord. Just as his father Amaziah. Young boy, 16 years, he had become king. And very powerful, very nice. He built Eloth, restored it to Judah. It was like, wow, everything was working. Sometimes when you prosper too early, he also brings his own pride. Yeah. People helped him all over the place. He, he kept all the commandments of the Lord. He pleased God. 52 years he was king. But go down to verse 16. Bible says, and when he was strong, his heart was lifted to his destruction. And he went to the temple to offer incense. You are a king, not a priest. He now took the pastor's job. Yeah, sometimes you can be working with people, they want to take your job and become you. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder why people don't learn. I wonder. I wonder why people don't learn. I'm sitting here with you. Bishop has come. I just sit down as though I'm not even in the church. I have all the things you see, I have organized it. I just sit down quietly. I say, over to you. Give me the mic. I say, you have the mic. Sometimes we can be saying, we argue. When you see us, do you know what we are arguing about? Who should go onto the stage? I say, no, no, no. Why should I go onto the stage when you are here? Over to you. So at the point he was tired. That's why when he came on the stage, he then he used the microphone to say, let's welcome Reverend. <laughs> So at that point, you can't change it. Yeah. But sometimes you what people can be. You can't mellow. He's the bishop of the council. I'm the pastor of the church. Do you get it? When he's here, he's here. There's no... You are having a competition. Sometimes I see people who are competing on our behalf. Yeah, sometimes I deal with people, they are competing on our behalf. And it, it sounds very funny to me. 
I just I said, you are competing, but we did, we are happy. We are happy. We are so happy. So so happy. I mean totally. Do you know what he told my wife when he, he came? I, I think you were there or something. Or he said, if I was a girl, he would have married me. <laughs> he said, look, tell your wife that he's very, she's very fortunate. Because if you were a girl, I would have just married you. Then the case is finished. End of story. Yeah. So you are busy. Hey, oh, we happy moment. We don't even have one moment for what you are thinking about. And you can see the example being set before you yet. Oh, it's sad. May it not be your case. So David asked that question in Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth and they that dwell in it. He said, He had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the, the floods. And he asked a question in verse 10. He said, Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Then he answers his own questions. It's not every question that they are waiting for him to answer, it's what we call in English language a rhetorical question. He said, he that had clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn to Melo, tell your neighbor, Melo, Melo. Don't let a little success. You see, Uziah, he became proud because he had now become strong. Yeah, he has now become strong. Sometimes when people become rich, they become proud. Sometimes you become beautiful a little. I mean, we knew you some years ago. You needed braces to keep your teeth in place. You have worn braces for 1,000 days. 1,065 days, which is three, four years. And now your teeth are straightened up. So now you say, hey, let's leave you. You used to be a dark girl. You have used makeup and things. Now you have become like a yellow bowl. So he said we should leave you. Vashti was like that. There was a queen in the Bible called Vashti. She was married to a no-nonsense king called Ahasuerus. One day Ahasuerus had a party and invited his friends. And when they were happy, he invited to come and showcase her beauty and she said I will not come she had forgotten how she got there when look the next thing that comes after pride is a fall you are rest assured may your heart never be lifted up I told you today I want you to go home singing so we don't even want to use some wild example mm. Number three, and I close with this one. I close with it. Okay, let's see. For who you are, 
I bless you. Every point we massage it with a song. I worship you, for you are God all by yourself. You are God all by yourself. not a good thing. Don't have it. A hardened heart. Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 15, Bible says, for as it is written or as it is said, as you hear his voice this day, harden not your heart as in the day of the congregation. So your heart can be hardened. What is a hardened heart? A hardened heart is a heart that is stubborn on a particular subject. That's different from Estonia. Estonia had their no feelings. But a hardened heart is like it has feelings. But when it comes to that subject, then it hardens, it flexes its muscles. Then it flexes its muscles. It's like there's a no-go area. Hey, Pastor, you can talk about anything, but my relationship with both Bobo is out of bounds. You can talk about anything, but when it comes to my mini skirt, as for that one, leave it alone. By the way, there's not a lot of it, it's mini anyway, so leave it alone. Leave it as a belief. Yeah. Leave it alone. Leave it a particular subject. You can talk about this. There are people they will do everything except. Except. Bible talks about David. The Bible says David pleased the Lord in all things except in the issue of Uriah the Hittite. That was the only place. But even David didn't have a hardened heart. We are coming to see killers of the hardened heart. I'm coming. I just want to explain. You can talk about everything until it comes to money. Have you put away that trousers that look like your little brother's trousers? I mean, you are wearing a trousers is here. And you are wearing and moving around. At least you can wear it in your house when you are washing the car. But when I'm having a service, don't bring it in. I mean, the trousers is here. Ah. When I ask, you say, your mother bought it for you. the rest of the trousers. The trousers are your year. We don't know whether it's a three-quarter, a hipster, or what is here. 
when I say, you say your grandmother bought it for you. Oh, please, please. Look, let's be serious. Let's be serious. Pastor, you can talk about everything, but please don't talk about Ruby. Ruby. Hardened. It's like when it comes to a pa- Pastor, you can advise me on anything about my children. No, one of the things I've realized that everybody's child is special to them. And they, everybody think that their children are angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You can see the child is extra bad. I mean, extra. You, you can't convince the mother that the child is bad. No. Don't talk about everything. Everything. My husband, my friend, my choir, my this, my center, my that, my lover. Don't talk about my children. When it comes to that subject, then you start to manifest. Your heart is hard. Let's look at the first person. Pharaoh. God sent Moses to deliver the children, to take a message to Moses and to deliver the children of Israel from Egypt. But strangely enough, Exodus, I think, 3.7 or 7.3, God said, and I will harden the heart of Pharaoh. And I, and I will multiply signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. Then the next verse, verse 8, he says that, but Pharaoh will not hearken at him. Can you imagine all the signs and wonders that Moses did. Still, Pharaoh will not let the children of Israel go. Can somebody be so stubborn? Even at a point, he said, Oh, you can go here. You can do this. You can do that. You can. But as for the, the real thing that God wants us to do, lie, lie. Won't do it. Tell your neighbor, lie, lie. Won't do it. Moses turned a stick into a snake. Pharaoh said, wow, we can have a zoo. Wow, a snake park. But the people are not going anywhere. He brought frogs. Pharaoh woke up, there there were frogs all over the place. He said, hey, the zoo is growing. But they are not going anywhere. Locust. He said, Well, more animals for the zoo. But they are not going. Turn water into blood. Pharaoh said, What are we going to drink? Sure. Still, they are not going anywhere. Hey! Different miracles. Different miracles. And so God said, You know something? Now I'm going to kill every first mountain. I'm going to pass. He said, tonight, I'm going to pass over Egypt. When I pass over Egypt, every first mountain, see Pharaoh himself. 
referring himself to Hezbollah. Passover, every firstborn child died. So there was crying in every house, apart from the house of the children of Egypt, who had marked the place with the blood. That's why communion is important. Pharaoh woke up with a dead child. Pharaoh cried and cried and cried and cried and said, okay, you guys should go. Moses thought that that was all. That's why sometimes when you have an opportunity, you have to do it quickly. All plans will change. They started to move. They didn't get far. Pharaoh was looking for some things. He needed somebody to send. When he turned around, there was nobody to say, bring back the guys. All die be that. After all, as they are going, the people are not going to rise from the dead. Let's go and get them. He called the army together. Let's go. Heart did his heart. Bible to, the guy we read, his heart was Bible, Bible to, his, his heart was lifted to his distraction. Pharaoh pursued them to his distraction. Pursued them till God drowned him. Second example. You love this guy. First Kings 11. Let's talk about Solomon. Now, King Solomon loved many strange women, including the daughter of Pharaoh, and the women of the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Zidonians, and the Hittites, concerning the nations who the Lord had commanded them, thou shalt not go in unto them, neither shalt thou let them come in unto you, for they shall surely turn your hearts after their cause. And the Bible says, and Solomon And Solomon had 700 what? Wives, concubines, princesses, and 300 concubines. Verse 4. Are you surprised? You didn't know. Hey, what Bible have you been reading? 700 wives and princesses. Princesses are like princesses. They, you don't know where they belong. They are not yet wives. Do you see it? Uh-huh. They are there. Then, 300 side chicks. Only King Solomon. <laughs> and the bulk of, the reason why the Bible says he loved many strange women. Even Pharaoh's daughter, Solomon was able to love her. Solomon is wild though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the women of the Moabites, the Amorites, the Edomites, the, <laughs> the Zidonians, and the Hittites. He loved all of them. So this list of 700 wives, we don't know how many princesses. And then 300 side chicks. Most of them were from these places. Meanwhile, God had told them, don't, don't have this type of relationships with these people because what will happen is that they will turn your heart to their gods. 
Bible says, and it came to pass when Solomon was old. That his wife turned his heart unto other gods. And his heart was not perfect before the Lord, as his father David's heart was. But when God said it, Solomon said, I'm in love. I'm in love. The Bible says, and Solomon cleaved unto these things. He held unto them in love. So many meetings. So many. When your heart is hardened, I said, a hardened heart is somebody who has made himself stubborn on a particular subject. And that's the deception of it. Because the person is very helpful with many things, flowing with many things. You can easily say, it's just one. It's just one. And Solomon, his own, was when he came to the ladies. Anything else, we'll do it. He said, we should build a temple. We'll build a temple. No problem. We'll do anything. But when it comes to the ladies, no. No, he clave unto them with love. Can you be advised when you have chosen the wrong girl and say, oh, this one, watch this one carefully. That's when you go and eat voice. Then you go and say, do you know what Rev said when I said I was in love with you? Yeah, after you have eaten both of us. Yeah. Yeah, after you have eaten both of us. Then you start talking. Hey. <laughs> There are some of you in the church, we have talked about ties, 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 ties. You will do basenta, you will do choir, you will do this, you will do that, but as for ties. Don't pay. Don't pay. Now, to get us off your back, you take 10 rounds, put it in the envelope then, so that your name is recorded in the book of life. Now, let, let, I want you to know, we are very experienced. So even from what you just put there, we know when you are lying, when you are not. We have a record of everything you have paid as time. The numbers. Yeah, not the number of times. The numbers. Yeah, we have that. We don't joke with statistics. Look, we have more statistics than maybe even Reserve Bank. Yeah? Mm. Mm. I don't want them to say that I don't pay that. I'm going to put those 56 rands inside the envelope so that they can get off my back and blah, blah. No problem. But we have the stats there. We can see that you are lying. And if we can see, then imagine God. Imagine God. Imagine God. Ek, but look, Solomon said, no, God, you don't understand. The type of girls who are around nowadays. Look, God, when we went to the land of the Moabites, the type of girls, swati girls who are there. Mm. And then we went to the Edomites. My God. Then we went to the Zidonians. Oh, God. God, I saw the Zidonians when you see their hair like Indians. Oh, God. Then we saw the Ammonites. These were like Khaled's, my God. Mm. 
God, if you have not seen yellow bone before, this is your chance. This is your chance. Malagasy girls. In their minis. Yeah. I don't want to offend anybody, but God, if you see the Hittites. I mean, they are heavy, 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 bigger, bigger. He said, oh God. <laughs> heavy, heavy, bigger, bigger, long time digging. <laughs> Yeah. Look, God, as for the Hittites, you know, they are very, very heavy, heavy. Yeah. Enough to go around, God. Verse 9, the Bible says, And the Lord was angry at Solomon because his wife had turned away his heart away, and he had appeared unto him. God came, he spoke to Solomon about this subject once. Solomon had in his heart. He came, he spoke to him a second time. Solomon said, Still, God is angry. When you have in your heart, you provoke the anger of God. Sometimes I deal with people, I talk to them. I'm talking to you with the hope that you will understand and you will see. But the person's heart is, heart is hard inside that I won't see. I will see. I see, but I won't accept. I accept, but I won't do. Still hardened. How do we know? We watch you over time. Just by their foot, you know them. It's not the, oh, yes, yes, ref, ref, you are my only ref. I know that. I want to take all the ref. Please, yes, ref. I take all, all the ref. You are the ref of all the refs. I tell us. No. We watch it over time. Imzi, we are watching you over time. Yeah, over time. Time will tell us. We will not come to Newcastle to be spying on you. We don't have time for that. We are using that time to do Basenta. But time will tell us. Yeah, time will tell us. You can deny when it's just one week. But over time. So you want to go happy, so let's bring the service to you. Sometimes you have a wife. The husband doesn't like this type of food. That's the food you are determined to cook for the rest of your life. Are you cooking for yourself or you are cooking for him? This is how this is how my mother cooked for my father. Look, I'm not your father, I'm your husband. Uh, my, my father's favorite food is, I'm not your father, I am me. Stop on. Stop on. Hardened on a particular... There are more coming, these are just the... Introduction. Yeah, we are just 
But we are going to preach it softly and, you know, most tenderly like that. Yeah. But I pray that God helps us to develop a good heart that will bring forth good fruit. Stand to your feet, let's share enough prayer. Soften my heart, soften my heart, soften my heart, soften my heart. Let me yield. Let me be a heart that is yielding, a heart that yields. May my heart not be lifted up. May my heart be humble. God is going to prosper us, but we need to remain humble. We need to remain humble, based on the ground. Humble, humble, humble. In the name of Jesus, help us. Thank you for all these wonderful people. Lord, indeed we know that you are helping us. You are giving us hearts of flesh. Hearts that are alive. Tender. That respond to your commandments and your instructions. Hearts that are humble. That don't lift themselves up. And forget about you. And hearts that are not hardened. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together. For the Lord. You may be seated in the... We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.